I'm Kelly Harrell, author, animist, and creator of the Weekly Rune. Solentent Arts is my soul-tending practice, and you're listening to What in the Weird, my podcast in which I talk about runes, actionable animism, soul-tending, and how all of those intersect through sacred activism on my path. The Weekly Rune is out, and if you're not sure what it is, it's a runecast that I've done for years focused on the runic calendar and the current half-month rune. You can find the archive of all of the runecasts on my site, solentonarts.com, and if you're not sure what a half-month is, listen to the early episodes of What in the Weird, or just go read the Weekly Rune at Solentent Arts. It's explained at the beginning of every runecast. I want to thank all of my Patreon supporters who make the sharing of my rune work through the RuneCast and this podcast possible with their financial support. If you'd like to support the Weekly Rune, you get access to the full RuneCast, no ads, more details on the RuneCast, weekly prompts for engaging the half-month rune in your personal work, and a Galder recording for how to work with the Weekly RuneCast through chanting. You can contribute as little or as much as you'd like, and the rewards scale according to what you'd like to receive. And if you don't want any rewards, you just want to show your support, you're welcome to do that. Go to patreon.com and search for The Weekly Rune. You can also subscribe to the free version of The Weekly Rune by going to soulintentarts.com. And thank you so much for doing that. I can't believe that we're at the 60th episode of this podcast. I have so much fun creating it, and I'm beyond the moon that people enjoy it. So again, I know I say it a lot, but thanks so much for your notes and your messages that share your thoughts on the podcast and on the runes, and I can't wait to see where we're going to go. Okay. We've spent a lot of time on Ewas lately. As a modifier rune that started coming up with the half months a few weeks ago, as the half month itself, and now as we've moved into our seasonal time of Manaz, we're still grappling with what to do with the things that Ewas stirred up. The runes for this week were very grounded in earthy nature settings and dynamics, and I don't find that a coincidence at all. The other runes that came up, the framing runes, were Ingwas as for how to best work with Manas, and Ansu's as the voice of trees. I know, right? I got shivers at the realization that trees were talking through the rune cast. These very earthy elements coming up in the timing of Manas was significant to me because Manas is all about the middle realm which if you spent like five seconds near any modern shamanic study, that's a blatant reference to the middle world. So to clarify, I don't follow a triple world cosmology. And again, for those of you who aren't sure what I'm talking about at all, that would be the upper world, the lower and middle worlds. These are the base cosmological references to how people experience layers of consciousness and what directions they go in when they're exploring 
the spiritual world for particular needs. And I, I always say this just to clarify that from the minute that I began exploring states of consciousness with an eye towards soul tending, there were more than three worlds by far. So I'm not poo-pooing anybody for whom triplicity is gospel. I just always feel like it's important to clarify to other folks that there can be more worlds. And if you experience more than three, that's fine. There's no rule. It's what you experience and how functional that layered observation is for the things that you need to accomplish with or within it. Where am I going with all of this? Why do worlds matter in this rune reading? Well, Manaz is all about people, or specifically, it's about how humans engage with each other, the social aspects of that, and how that engagement stimulates us mentally or intellectually. Pretty much however you can observe human discourse groups and the mental qualities of humanity, that's Manaz territory. And the cool thing about those earthly human qualities being so important that they were ascribed into a rune is that they're not heavenly. They're not secret gardenish or otherworldly or supernatural. Manaz is about humanity. It's about being situated in all that is specifically as a human and all that being human includes. And that means we're fucking important. What we do matters. When we distinguish between the spiritual and formed realms, there are tasks that each realm is expected to do. And when each realm doesn't do its tasks, its naturally skilled tasks, not only does that world inherently suffer, but so do all the other ones. So you know where I'm going with this, right? The rune cast this week is about making sure you're getting your stuff done in the middle layer. And you know that means you're calling, right? The starting place with doing that work is realizing that the middle layer is sacred. You are sacred. This is real. And what you do here is not less compared to some fantastic otherworldly strata. The idea that what you do here is less and separate is supremacist. It's colonized thinking. When you can step out of that dichotomy and realize that your world, your life, your calling is sacred and not just because it's, you know, spiffy, special snowflake, your calling, but because we all need you to get it done and we are all on your team, you're doing animism. That sounded funny, but you know what I mean. You're animisming. That sounded even funnier. Whatever, you're doing this. You're really rejecting the rule that there's a dividing line that you can't cross. Otherwise, some horrific outcome will happen. There is no line. We all know that religion taught us we're not worthy of direct relationship with divinity. That's his tagline, and that's how it continues to gain followers. I always think of Facebook when I say gain followers now. Mm. But religious taught us that our base sacredness is sinful, 
and that sacredness sources from interconnection with all things, with nature. Whether we're consciously owning the impacts of the projection that we're incapable and forbidden to be all things, driven to believe that we are not our community, we're all wounded by those ideologies. We all carry the wounds of that separation in our own way. And make no mistake, that is the real fall. That is the real wedge that drove humanity apart from divinity, which is nature. Manaz says enough. It says, get on with healing that wound, that soul theft, because every sacred thing you do has to come through the middle. It has to come from the bond between the soles of your feet and the grass you're standing on. And that grass isn't in the upper world that you travel out of your body to. It's not in this mystical lower realm that you yearn for. It's right freaking here. And every magical, sacred, wonderful thing about you and that you do comes from that synergy. That is animism. That's your well-being, which is the well-being of us all. That's it for this episode. If you have questions or insights about working with the runes in season or you just need a cheerleader, feel free to email me at kelly at solentonarts.com or call in through the Anchor app, which you can download for Android or iPhone. Also, check out earlier episodes by downloading them from Google Play or iTunes and all the other podcast platforms out there. If you get a chance, check out Everyday Animism, which is a podcast that I co-host with a couple of other lovely ladies, also on Anchor. And other podcasts you might enjoy are Around Grandfather Fire, hosted by James Stovall and Sarah Odinson, and also Why Shamanism Now, hosted by Christina Pratt. You can learn more about me and my work by visiting solentonarts.com or on Instagram at Kelly Soul Arts. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird. Mm-hmm.